looking out for number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustle, scrape your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101, California, here we come, right back where we started from, California. It's the show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera with early odds, The O.C. I'm your host for the evening, Mike Vanyo. With me, as always, is my boon companion, Ryan. I'm, I'm a little nervous right now. Mm-hmm. One, because of that voice. I don't know what that is. And two, this is tonight's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. This is part two of the new era. The new era. And era, era. let's be honest, it, it truly is the new era because we used to have four and now there's eight. There's eight. All four of those kids found new people that they want to bang. And now there's eight kids. In case you were wondering if everything was the same after an episode called The New Era said The New Era a thousand times, there's a montage of every kid with a different kid than you're used to seeing them with. That's all wonderful. I love New Eras. But um, I'm a little nervous because what if I, uh, uh, I want to talk about the adults? Are we just done now? Like- we are done. If you want to hear us talk about the adults... Go to last week's episode. But on this episode, if I bring up the adults, are you do that one thing where uh, like it looks like a soft pillow paddle, but oh, yeah. then when you hit me with it, it hurts really bad? It's mostly it's those things, uh, the nail bricks that you can put like your hand or face into. Oh, yeah. So that's fun on an office desk, but it will fucking hurt if I smack you in the face with it. Yeah, I mean, and you'll get the imprint of my face, but you'll get the same imprint you would if you just slowly press it on my face. Yeah. You're going to hit me with it. But I like it because then I get to look at it next week, too, because all those little nails scar your cheek. I'm going to take the risk because I've got a question for you, and it's based on the adults of this episode. You get one. I'm going to give you a pass. You get one. But you know I'm, I'm going to blow this up. Sharpen these nails. Okay. Um, Kirsten, the lovely, wealthy, successful, ambitious, Kiki. Uh, gorgeous Kirsten, uh, walks in on her husband sitting in a chair that feels like the only piece of furniture in that room. Yeah. Giant room, one chair. That's his chair room. And he has TiVo'd, like, Judge Judy or something? Yes, he's watching a ton of Judge Judy. And he is covered in Cheeto dust. Covered in Cheeto dust. And she can't believe it. She's like, what happened to my husband? Mm-hmm. I, I think have, she says that. I have never seen this before. But I couldn't help but think, like, uh, my every relationship I've ever been in has seen me more like that than, than not. Well, like, you're no Sandman. I understand that in so many ways, but like she, like these people are so successful and ambitious that they don't even just dedicate like an hour to being covered in Cheeto dust per week or day or hour. I bet she's seen him like that. They've been together since they were like 20 something. She's seen him like that a couple of times. I'm pregnant. He runs the Cheeto chair. Like, I think that's when he is down and escaping life. Is that when you're the most successful or least successful when you have a designated Cheeto chair? It's one of those weird parabolas where. When it's just you and eight roommates in a one-bedroom house, and there's one piece of furniture, you got the Cheeto chair. And then when you jump eight tax brackets, and you once again can afford a Cheeto chair, but this one is comfortable. And the arms are, like, wet nap, just yeah. so your, your fingers are never Cheeto dust. One arm is wet nap. One arm is a whole cooler system. So this is just Dr. DJ Pop. Yeah. <laughs> and it will rarely leave voicemails. Uh, but it's very comfortable to sit on. Thank you, DJ Pop. When you hear the key hit the door... Oh my God, she's home. Do you like, like jump and get all the? Well, for you, it's like it's Funyun crumblings. Uh huh. Thank you. Do you get them all off you, or do you just like, oh, I don't care, and then leave all the crumblings on you? Is it shitty to say that depends on the relationship? No. My current relationship, I leave them on there because that's how she knows I need support. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your cry for help. And I come up. Uh, I'm gonna say relationships past. 
it didn't matter if I had a great day or not, the key in the door would send shivers through my spine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which, you know what, guys? If that's a that's a bad relationship, don't be like, that's what home is. That's bad. You should probably get out. No, that's every relationship I've ever been in, and that's not because of my relationship. That's that's mom. Like My mom got home, and I freak out, and to this day, I still freak out. Mm. What if it's my mom, and she's going to scream at me because I didn't do the dishes? It's, and it's it's not just what did I do. It's It's definitely rooted in family, but it's everybody's happy. Everybody's screaming. I don't know why. What did I miss? How long have I zoned out? They're talking. Oh, no, I'm saying all this out loud right now. Uh, yeah, home life is weird, and people are weird, and I don't get them. I just thought the perfect home life was be able to have Cheeto dust on you. But if you're going to live like the Sandman in the Newport Coens, never have Cheeto dust, I guess. But it wasn't, I guess it was just judgy enough to make him stop, but it was also, what's wrong? What's going on, bud? But nothing's wrong. Just because I'm covered in Cheeto dust, that doesn't mean I, that something's wrong. But that I'm is just a fatty fatter. Not Sandy's normal life. It's just like if... If your wife came home and I was surfing and you were just like I was doing exercise or you're chowing down on cucumbers and hummus, she'd be like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> I'm covered in cucumber you're just dust. covered in cucumber dust. I just ate my second barrel of cucumbers. Three bar- barbells. Uh, what happened? You had a bad day? Should I play that song by that crappy band? Lady Marmalade. You had a bad day. Lady Marmalade. <laughs> That's that one cover band that can't sing, but they jam <laughs> but two they songs together. they try. Gosh darn it. So, well, yeah, we're not talking. Do, do you have more about Judge Judy? I love you, Kiki. You're perfect, but maybe back off on the Cheeto dust thing. I think that just represents behavior that's not normal. Okay. It what? could be anything. He could be doing black tar heroin. And she'd be like, oh, bud. <laughs> okay, and that, that point, That's very supportive. That's overly supportive. That's some, you were sisters with Haley, because maybe we react harder when somebody's doing that. Just between the toes. So that's all the adult talk. Yeah, that's it. I'm out. Let's do teenies. Tonight, we're talking about the teeny teenies. It's the group hang as Seth is with Lindsay and Ryan is with Alex and Zach is with Summer and Marissa is alone at the killer's show at the bait shop. All of that and more Cheeto talk when we come back. Ryan, for those listeners who refuse to listen to part one of this Set the kids. What are the kids doing? Because we did talk about them a little bit. So uh, Seth is horny for a girlfriend. Just that, because Summer has a Zach. Not even for sex. Just uh, wants to out Summer Summer. Um, so he's looking around. He's on the prowl. And says, Ryan, let's go through this yearbook. And they don't find anybody, so they get to school. Lindsay comes up to Ryan and has a little bit of sass. Mm-hmm. And Seth says, oh, that is the one. And Ryan's Future like, Mrs. Cohen. All right, I guess I don't. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm Ryan. Nothing makes sense to me. And then Ryan, without asking Seth, unbeknownst to us and Seth, uh, Ryan asks Lindsay out for Seth, mm-hmm. and then Seth gets upset and he says, "No, no, no! I said I wanted to marry her someday. Dating her will ruin that," which is dumb and so high school. It's so it's more like twenties than high school, isn't it? Uh, like the nineteen twenties. Like the nineteen twenties. I was looking for a flapper girl. A flapper, and she knows how to make a tea kettle pot. I don't know Tony's lingo. No, I think he nailed it all. Uh, and then he's like, "No, we're gonna." And Ryan's like, "Well, I asked her. She said she's gonna go. And she, don't I put like my name on the line for you?" And says, "Like, I'm not going unless you're going. I'll run to Portland." So Seth's like, "Oh, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's two cool things there's- that exist." There's tattoos, mm-hmm. and there's leather wristbands. Yes. Alex has tattoos. Ryan has leather wristbands. 
And we talked about this a little bit on the last show, but I don't think I think that Ryan and Seth are setting these up. Uh, they're they're morons, but I don't think they know yet that they are uh, cross right girling here. That, that that they should go with the different, not the like. Right. Because I guess is it Lindsay sassy, Seth the sassy mm-hmm. that way, and Alex and Seth at a certain point when he's pitching it to her, and everybody's like, "Is this one of those group hangs I've been reading about?" Like everybody read the same Times article. Uh, it, it's yeah, and Rainbow Party magazine. Uh-huh. <laughs> they talk about group hangs. Uh, and Alex is like, I don't do group hangs or anything that Oprah talks about. Which, look, Alex is the coolest and the hottest and uh, my dream girl and takes my breath away. But when she says, I don't do group hangs, come on, settle down, Alex. Like, settle down. Don't, you're not that cool. You don't have to like respond to everything. Oh, I'm too cool for that. He could have pitched her anything. And she, like, roller derby, she, no, I'm, right. I don't do that. But he does say, when she, he's trying to pitch her on Ryan, who she's only seen walk through and distract Seth from his work. Uh, Seth says, he enjoys sunset walks on the beach, punching people and not smiling. And there's a flash. And this is, I guess, your first hint, but also like, oh, yeah, she is 17. Even if she didn't like him, she goes, that's how you see me? <laughs> and that, her, and then she turns on the Alex face again. But that flash is like, ow, yeah, that's fucking rough. He doesn't see you as a person who can feel things. Okay, but then who was Alex going out with before we met her? Oh, I'm sure Ryan, but worse. But I think it's the not smiling and punching people. Like, he, she realizes Seth only sees an angry version of her, and she's hard but not angry. Mm. She's hard because the world's made her be. She's alone at 17. That's not fucking easy. That is rough. She Cohen? Did, she did talk to her mom on the phone, so at least there's still a conversation there. Oh, good. But she did drop out of high school to... Pompadour. Fully run a bar with no help fully whatsoever. Fully run a bar as a 16-year-old. Uh-huh. So that's got to be hard. Uh so they nobody's into this. Seth is only there if Ryan's there. Ryan doesn't want to be there. It's all just what's the opposite of inertia? And this is the opposite of what a group hang should be. Uh-huh. Like first dates, all dates are awful. Yes. Group hangs are the best because let's all be friends and see what happens, mm-hmm. right? And then And and Seth describes it. He's like, everybody hangs out and then you peel off and make out. Right. That in theory, on paper, that's chill. And I, I know that sounds like a good night in seventh grade, uh-huh. but it's still a good night junior high school and at my current age. If if uh, you want to go grouping, mm-hmm. is that our generation's key party? Uh-huh. Uh, did you ever do group hang? Uh, only. Only. Yeah, like uh, I have been on so few dates. Like it's just like you hang out with a big group of people, uh-huh. you peel off, and then now you're just like together. Like, How do you know who to peel off with? It just happens, dude. Magic decides. That's what's crazy. There was talks between Ryan and Seth with just their eyes. Mm-hmm. That was bananas. And sometimes it worked. And other times, everybody just exchanged awkward looks. And Seth, very smooth, went, oh, this should be great and not awkward. Don't say that shit out loud. These are the four worst people. <laughs> in Period. The, in the new era, we have uh, Marissa, Summer, Zach, uh-huh. maybe DJ, I'm not sure, but well, those three would be great in a group hang. Uh-huh. There's no way that they would let that awkward moment happen, but these four with each other, awful. Is it because uh, the Zach, Summer, Marissa, DJ all know how normal people should act? Right, yeah. And like, okay, if you pretend you want to have fun at the party, you'll have fun at the party. And what up, champ? And these, the other four, your Lindsay's, Alex's, Seth, and Summer's are so themselves. Yeah. I'm Summer mother, or I'm Seth motherfucker, that they just... Drag it up. They have no idea whether to do the group hang genuinely or ironically or 
like would be would ironic be too weird or mm-hmm. genuine be too weird that they just stand there and for a long time. Oh yeah, especially in TV minutes, like they stand there silent for time. seconds upon seconds. And everybody seems to have different rules of the band playing. Lindsay's like, oh thank God, we don't have to talk anymore. Instead, Seth starts talking a lot mm-hmm. about summer, which is his main arc in this episode and this TV show. Mm-hmm. Talk about summer. Uh, and Ryan and Alex are just watching the band, a band they both don't like. I think they talked about not liking, and everybody's making awkward small talk because Seth won't shut up about Summer, and Lindsay doesn't give a shit, and Alex says, do you like live music? And Ryan went, no, do you? And she's like, it's my life. It's my passion. My passion. Live music is my passion. And that, to me, is most uh, first dates or dates in general that I've ever been on, uh-huh. is, uh, uh, do you like this thing? Because I hate it. No, I love it. Cool. But you've never done it while at the thing, have you? While the person you're on a date with owns that place? No, I guess I've never like I've never been on a first date with the owner of SeaWorld talking shit on SeaWorld. <laughs> Ryan seems like a dummy, and they're just magically on the catwalk now instead of that. Da- I guess they split off to see if they would make out during fucking Mr. Brightside. Uh, and then here's the first flashes. Both when there's dead zone in Alex and Ryan, they both look longingly towards Seth and Lindsay. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, Ryan just wishes he was talking comics with Seth. And then uh, Seth looks longingly at Summer, and uh-huh. uh, Lindsay looks longingly at her wrist, saying, "Like, do you think I could cut these without anybody noticing? <laughs> or at least put on a leather riff cuff. What Alex doesn't understand is that if you're going to hang out with Ryan, you need to go through like a year or a year and a half of just very quiet, like somber hangout times, and then he'll finally come around mm-hmm. to maybe start a conversation. She's like, oh, we'll just talk right away? That doesn't work That's with Ryan. Crazy. That's not Atwood. That's Unless not Chino. you're Lindsay. Unless you're and Lindsay, then he yeah. does. He'll just light up and talk and spill coffee all over you. Another dinkus move the boys make is it's very awkward. Uh, before they split up, they are all sitting apart from each other. Ryan and Seth can't really talk, so they like lean forward, make eyes, lean back, make eyes, and then walk away. And I'm like, how's it going? Is this suck? And Ryan points out very astutely that the secret conference is not helping things at all. A lot of times they uh, act like Wayne and Garth uh-huh. from the hit movie Wayne's World, but uh, Wayne and Garth had like full control of the world. Like, they could right. literally freeze time or whatever. Ryan and Seth think that they can, but in the meantime, the world moves on. The killers still sing. Right. Alex and Lindsay still feel awkward. Even the killers are like, that group hang is not going well at all. Did you have a killer's phase? I mean, I've, uh, I've dabbled in karaoke from time to time. Has, I don't, I've not met a huge killer's fan. It's mm-hmm. only people who... You love to belt it at karaoke because they they make great modern karaoke songs. Sure, they move, they flow, they have hills and valleys, uh-huh. all the other topography you need in a good correct song. But even these kids are like, well, it's just a place to go tonight. Nobody's super fucking into the Killers. Yeah, I mean, Alex says live music is my passion, not uh-huh. the Killers. The is Killers my passion. is my passion. Though she does pay some dirty guy who is not up on stage with the band said, "You guys were great tonight. Please come back." That's just a guy. And that guy ran away with that money yeah. away from the killers. Certainly band. the killers were like, we're this way. And he's like, you never kill me. Sprint it off. And the name is not like literal. Did the guy think so, though? He might have. That's why he ran so fast. Yeah. I don't want to get killed. I think. Because Brendan Flowers is the, the lead singer of mm-hmm. the killers. One of those came first. I definitely think he's like, well, my name is Brendan Flowers. We're the killers. So nobody will make fun of me from now on. And it worked for him. It did. And that guy ran away with all their money. Never to be killed again. Alex is awesome because she cuts through the OC bullshit, both the county and the TV show, because her and Ryan are doing their second longingly look at Lindsay and Seth, 
And at this point, I think Lindsay has just walked away from Seth while he still talks at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex just says, you should tell her. And Ryan's like, who? And she's like, Lindsay, that you like her? I'm not really feeling this spark between us here. And that just makes Ryan realize he likes Lindsay. But just cut through the bullshit and say how you feel. And yeah, poten- Team Alex. Potentially in, uh, what do you think this is? Like the 26th, 27th episode of the OC? Uh-huh. Uh, potentially the only conversation that has ever just cut to the chase. Right. Where one character was like, this is literally what's happening. No drama. Here it is. And I think it's because it's these two characters. These are the least bullshit characters for now. He's from Chino. Uh-huh. She's a drop. Where is she from? We don't know. We never find out? We don't. I, I don't think so. Huh. Probably a real town. Not fucking Newport. <laughs> That that's they made for, up for the for thing. GD Shore. Do you think it's weird that Newport in the show uh, is like hidden under like a poor looking town and you have to fly your spaceship into a bunch of trees to get to Newport? I mean, it's prescient. Who knew they could have done that? But they have that, the resources, new branium yeah. that nobody else has anywhere. We do have to take a break. When we come back, let's see what the other side is up to. Hi, folks. Sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled entertainment. Are you having issues right now? I'm like, having some shoes. What's what? We just have to do commercials real quick. What's going on with you? Well, that's my shoes. But that we have to do commercials? I put them on one at a time. Lace them up. Okay. It's, it's pants one leg at a time. Shoes should be both at a both time. Both at once? Yes. Standing position. You're on the bed. Your shoes are down below. Yes. And you just jump. Yes. And they tie themselves up. And then you eat shit right after that. Plus, it's it's dangerous for me. I got to get out of bed and those shoes on immediately because I got one of those Murphy beds, and I'll, it's gonna slam me through the wall. Well, that's I do like you Doc Browned your alarm clock. Yeah. So if you're not out of bed by six thirty, your bed is you're in the wall all day. Is Doc Brown? Can we could we use that as a new euphemism for pooping? I gotta go Doc Brown. Gotta Doc Brown. That what that's also when you are trying to shove poop inside of your urethra. Oh, that's Doc that's and the Brown. Term. That's where he got the name from. Is that what the commercial's about? Docking Brown? Yeah. Okay. That's what the commercial's about. This commercial? Yeah, the one that we're in the middle of right now. That one from the 80s? Uh, It's about Docking Brown. Everybody, just a PSA. You should know it exists. Don't do it. And we need a little help, just like everybody who's docked some Brown does. And there's uh, several ways to help us out, Ryan. Think of one. Oh, well, you can go to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. Yeah. And if you search for Doc Brown, I bet it would be you would get different things than what we're talking about. Maybe Back to the Future on DVD. Maybe a little Doc Brown Funko, if that's your thing. Doc Brown Martins. Doc Brown Martins, sure. Shoes based on the shoes Doc Brown made. Dockers, comma, brown. You get brown slacks. The only kind of way. Yeah. Khaki? Fuck khaki. We're straight brown. Straight brown or nothing. Uh, it will help us out and not add any amount to your Amazon price. You could also go over to Patreon.com. Uh-huh. Patreon.com, yeah. Slash your pop filter. I, I'm trying to interrupt you, Les, while you're saying the name of the thing that we need to the advertise. One thing that yeah. we, the one thing that everybody needs to know, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Should I just speed it up? Yes, please. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. And much like somebody very somebody. sad, somebody very somebody. sad about uh, how tall their wedding cake is, many tears. Many tears on patreon.com slash There's many tears. Yes. There's the $1 tier that'll explain... The backstory of all of Ryan's jokes and why he is the way he is. There's the five for only one dollar. <laughs> for one dollar, uh, there, there's blogs every week. There's all kinds of extra tent. There's just like us letting our hair down, getting a little loose. You know how we're all uptight. Not on Patreon. So just go over there, help us out for the price of a dollar a coffee. Patreon.com/slash your pop filter. And of course, the easiest and the freeziest way to help us. 
wherever you get your podcast. It's probably Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Or Amazon or Walmart. Or Amazon or Walmart. Uh, rate us five stars, please. Review us. Hey, they're great. I love them. End of list. And remember that the all, always classic um, when your grandma, like she's not looking at her phone, take her phone. Maybe she died. Oh, hope so. Take it off her uh, deathbed nightstand. She shouldn't be buried with it. Take that shit out of it. Do her. not bury her with her cell phone, <laughs> as the Sunset Riders once said. Um, take that cell phone, log in, put your granny's dead thumbprint right on there, go to her iTunes or Podcatcher, and subscribe, rate, and review. To every phone that you see, does not have to be a dead grandma. It could be a dead grandpa. Dead uncle. Dead uncle, sure. Dead neighbor. No, don't do it to dead neighbor, you freak. <laughs> you fucking freak. Get your dead neighbor's weird kid to do it. It's, yes. Those are all the ways to help us. Take it away, past us. So let's jump to Zach, Summer, Marissa, and DJ question mark? Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ question mark! When Marissa finds out there will be a group hang, a hang-in, she goes back to DJ. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she says, I didn't know Ryan was coming back. And his response is perfect. He goes, oh, glad you could just waste your time with me then. And what? I'm guessing he doesn't want to date you? So you're back to me? Cool move, bro. I, I don't know. I think that DJ is kind of being an ununderstanding butthole here. Like, shit happens, and I was in this thing, uh-huh. and now I'm in this thing, and he just, he's not understanding it at all. Like, stuff changes, dude. I don't know. You don't think, so this is, I'm going to transition to a fan letter. Okay. This is from one uh, David T, mm-hmm. and he really takes Marissa to task. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It is long. I'm just going to, some, uh, the first thing that popped out at me this episode was when Marissa asked Ryan out on a date the night of the killer show, even though she literally just asked DJ to meet her at the said show, which highlights the crazy things she did earlier, which was try to get DJ, I think he means. Uh, it's not unreasonable to invite your would-be boy toy to an awesome live show. What is unreasonable is to assume the kid whose job title is Yard Boy, one syllable short of manservant, could actually find his way into a small venue hosting a pop icon like the Killers within 24 hours. She's a debutante. She can get into whatever she wants. He probably has a hard time getting the shit he doesn't want. His name is DJ Yard Boy, which is a great late night Tiesto cover band guy. For sure. But is that email a little racist? He's saying that DJ can't get into anything in Newport because... Well, one... He gardens? He watches the show. Uh Uh-huh. So he knows... How noopsies treat DJs. So uh, Dave T is not saying no yard boys should get into any shows. He's not making that claim. No. He's saying, he's saying based on the world of the show. She should know, because they've dealt with this before in class, that just because she can buy a ticket last minute doesn't mean he can. But DJ's friends got tickets. Yes. So he does show up. He but does show up. If uh, the friends were like, if any other night, if the friends were like, hey, we got these tickets, DJ be like, nah, that's fine. Right. But he knows that he Marissa's going to be, be there. Because so he, he does the so cool thing. And there's so much more. But I think that's all we'll cover. Uh, he does the cool thing of barely not at her and moves the fuck on. And she just third wheels with Zach and Summer. Uh, to the point that she says... I don't want to be the third wheel. Should I go stand alone, I guess, at this concert? And Summer says, I don't think Ducky minds. Do you, Ducky? Zach says, how long is this Ducky thing going to last? She's like, oh, do you want a nuke name? And he, how about, and this is the first time she sees who else is there, Cohen. I love Zach because he says, I think it's a little too soon to joke about that. <laughs> Man, just so smooth. I know he's on a TV show, but so smooth and fly. That's uh-huh. fucking perfect. But, I mean, like, he was, 
he, I mean, what he's saying is like, I don't know, a month or two. Mm-hmm. I guess that can be my nickname. You Call can, me Cohen. You can name Cody Cohen. Cohen, Summer Roberts. <laughs> oh man, what the fuck, Zach? Little too OC American Psycho. So, Marissa is like, is does Marissa just not want to seem thirsty around DJ? So she's trying to play it as cool as DJ is, or is she embarrassed about standing next to DJ at the bait shop, the no. coolest of all shops? I don't think that's. I didn't get any of that vibe. I think it's. She's not used to being cold-shouldered, and he did, and now she doesn't know what the fuck to do. Plus, if DJ were to uh, like, you know, say, uh, like, deny her again, there's not a pool in the bait shop. Like, no. There's, where would she throw her furniture? Right into the mosh pit. But, I mean, denied her three times. I think she disappears. She gets just sent straight to Corona. And I think anybody in the pit, like, you're expecting shoulders, you're expecting elbows. You should also be expecting patio furniture. Just lawn furniture from the rafters? <laughs> Best fucking concert I've ever been to. Welcome to the OC, bitch. A, a pit at a Killers concert is just... Uh, do you know the band Hello Goodbye? I do. Uh, so not not a pretty heavy, moshy band, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I once saw Hello Goodbye, which is, I'd say, lighter than the Killers. And people started to pit hard. And it was just, I think, drunk dudes. I was in high school. Very straight edge. Always would be. Uh, and just knocking little girls over. I've... So, fuck you, dude. This guy's singing on ukulele about falling in love in a hot tub. Fuck you. Knocking little girls over. Uh, if you look closely, most of the people who are moshing have headphones in, just listening to hard music. Yeah. And they're just dancing to something that the people on the stage are not playing. Most of the Hello Goodbye shows that I went to in the pit, uh, it was just people doing that uh, Cat's Cradle game. Remember the or mm-hmm. like the Chinese jump rope where you would put the strings in yeah, the yeah. strings? Yeah. I always just had headphones listening to Cat's Cradle crying about my dad. <laughs> what song doesn't make you cry about your dad? None. Yeah, it's every song, it's every right? Every song. I'm sorry. I'm just tapped into my emotions. Just cold shoulder, like you're some sort of DJ. I, are you too much tapped in? Like, can we just can we can we like? Let me do this. I'm gonna put on one song mm-hmm. during the break, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be about dads, and you're not going to cry. I'm crying just thinking about it. Is this is this too much build up? Now it you're definitely be. totally I'm going definitely to cry. Yeah. I won't ever. The song ever is Cat's again. Cradle. <gasps> yeah. Nah, that's a little on the nose. I'll be fine. Uh, Summer does the reverse Seth because he's talking about her all night and I guess the reverse Seth is doing the same thing Seth is doing but she keeps saying how much she does not care about Seth and Zach freaks out he goes can you shut up about Cohen and we get to, I don't know watch the band we came to see and she what I'm not doing that at all good sir and then says um, the ultimate 90s insult uh, and like he says why don't you go to a place where you could find Greenlands or JPEGs. He says, why don't you go to a Cohen chat room or something? Oh, yeah. don't you? Oh, I'm going to sign on to my America online. Why don't you collect all the free American online discs you can? Oh. Why don't you ask your people? mom to get off the phone because you've got to sign on. Mom, i got to download my Greenlands or JPEGs and then find a Cohen chat room. But, like, shouldn't we wrap up the girls? Yeah. Uh, Marissa goes home crying mm-hmm. after dj goes uh came here with my friends please buzz off and he's driving home and sees her car and finds her crying and then they make out or they canoodle on the lifeguard tower they canoodle uh so i guess ultimately my problem with dj it, i don't think he's a bad guy i think that he just he has less time for games than anyone ever mm-hmm. right like well it's because he's 25 every yeah everyone Says they don't like games, but they like them a little mm-hmm. teensy bit. DJ is really straight up like, no games. Hate at Scrabble, all. hate Monopoly, won't play. Then they make up, and then Marissa says a line that like 
it, it stuck with me. Um, she's like, oh man, you have no, you have no idea how much drama you're in for. <laughs> and is this Marissa so being aware. super self-aware or just like a stupid asshole? Like, oh, you sucker. I trapped you in and now I'm going to ruin your life. No, cause she's not, even though she's Julie's daughter, I don't think she's Julie. I think she's but trying she to be to, cute. She is. Yeah. Okay. So self-aware, but with a tongue in cheek. Yeah. Like, isn't this funny? She has to know that drama follows her more than your average high school kid. Right. And, it, like, can she just make fun of it? As she said it, just a pool umbrella was appearing in her hand. Like she was going <laughs> to javelin it into the ocean. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean. The Atl- across that's how tough the country. she is. It's just that, like, have we, uh, is it too soon for her to make fun of the fact that she ruins people's lives? For sure. Like, DJ's life is going to be worse from here on out. Yes. And she finds it hilarious. But this, she, I don't think she knows that. Gross. She's 16. She doesn't know that. So she doesn't know that Mm-mm. she's drama plus. No. All right. She thinks this is all normal. Her sense of reality is askew. Uh, and Summer and Zach are canoodling in Summer's room about to watch the valley. Mm-hmm. So that's cute. Everybody's made up. She, and she does have a big heart to heart with Zach. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Seth runs up. And he was like, let me... He's like, I need to talk to you guys. And Zach just goes, I'm going to jump off the pier and walk straight towards the water. Uh, and Summer looks at Seth for a second, goes, nah, and runs after Zach. And that makes them up. Right. Good move, Some. And so, yeah, the episode does a good job of uh, making us think that the new era will be the same as the old era. Uh-huh. But when we're done, uh, Marissa DJ, Zach and Summer, and the boys have flipped girls. Well, let's talk about that. The girl flipping. They... There's nobody left in the fucking bait shop but these four, and Ryan and Seth run into each other, do not talk at all, just sort of shrug, and then trade ladies who they should be talking to. Well, the bait shop DJ slash bartender. DJ uh, Yardboy? DJ Yardboy slash DJ bartender. Uh, he's like, uh, I apologize to everyone, but all we have left is Mountain Dew. And everybody runs out except for uh, Ryan and Seth. That's all they want. That's all that they want. Uh Seth goes in. Alex is like doing her job, even though it's her night off now. And he's like, oh, what a bad night. I'm so hurt because of Summer and Lindsay. And again, I love Alex. She's like, oh, Summer and Lindsay are the ones hurting tonight, are they? But then kisses him Uh and they go get frozen yogurt. Mm -hmm. What's her deal? I can't explain it other than she's got a thing for Seth. This is this like, is does she find his incompetence charming? Well, first of all, she has she's uh like switching types, uh-huh. right? So she has never been with a Seth type. So now she's like, well, I've been brokenhearted Just by all these Eddie people. Just Eddie from so, Chino types. Uh, let's do this. Uh, I don't think she did it. Satan, that's crazy. <laughs> um, and so I'm gonna try Seth. And then also, how often does somebody who looks and acts like Alex mm-hmm. uh, have someone act normal around them? Like Seth, because is- she's such not. He, she's so. Not in his game that he's like, yeah, I'll just be a normal person. Yes, yeah. there's no way this is going to happen. He's a goofball. Whereas yeah. I would say that roughly 98% of the other males that Alex meets are hyperventilating mm-hmm. by just being in the same room as her. And so that's my best explanation. That's all I've got. Yeah. that Yeah, that I buy that a lot. He actually makes jokes. He's not afraid to look dweeby. And part of that, like the benefit, he's also openly into somebody else. And she's not looking for a thing. And I think Seth did not see it until she kissed him. He's like, oh, what? Like, he made jokes because she's like, you're cute when you're not talking. He's like, oh, you think I'm cute. And I think this is, when she kissed him, he was like, oh, let's get ice cream. I don't know what's happening at all. This changed my night completely. 
And that's when I like Alex's cool level when uh-huh. she's like, oh, ice cream, rolls her eyes, right. and then totally wants to go and then gets ice cream. That's Everybody when Alex wants is adorable. goddamn ice cream. That's that's my best explanation. It's still baffling uh-huh. to me. What, what What's more surprising to you, that uh, Alex is going to get ice cream and maybe like go out with Seth, mm-hmm. or I get a text right now from Beyonce saying, Ryan, please text me back. Where are you? I miss you. I love you. What's crazier? What's crazier, yeah. I would say that like Seth and Alex is slightly crazier than that, yes? The bullshit, the, I, he, me having to hear that is the craziest. Third option, that you would say that at all. I miss you? Yes. Like there's a previous history I don't know about? I just think that she's a little thirsty. Whew. Why are you upset? Oh, I'm about to go ape shit. Was she this texting you too? This is insanity. Okay. I'll have none of it. And then there is Ryan's. Are we taking a break? No. Okay. Ryan's realizing that, oh, damn, do I like Lindsay? But he actually thinks that Lindsay hates him. Yeah. When they when he goes and chases after her. She's at a bus stop. She's at a bus stop. Uh, it's 2 in the morning. Buses won't come for hours. Uh, he pulls over, and they do their, like, I hate you. Right. I like you thing. And then, um, but it's, she's the first to admit. Yeah, because he is chivalrous, because she goes, go the fuck away. The bus will be here soon. And he parks to wait with her. And he is a good dude. But that's that's not Crush. That's at Woodian. No, that's right? at Woodian. And then for her, she, I think she straight up was just like, you asked me out and didn't say Seth's name. I thought you asked me out. And his response, again, it's adorable when he seems like a teenager. He goes, but you think I'm an idiot. <laughs> so endearing. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, I do. But I still like you. He said, uh, but you think I'm an idiot. And then two of his teeth fell out. <laughs> like, it, was, it was a bad moment. Uh, and, and before that, uh, he was like, when he was like, can I give you a ride home? This is a bold joke. In 2004, from the OC, which is not known for its comedic timing, Lindsay says, the invasion of Iraq is looking better by comparison. In 04, everybody was still just fucking all about, what was the fucking Ron White, Jeff Foxworthy tour? Uh, blue collar, the blue collar comedy tour, and Garth Brooks, and you'll get a boot up your ass, good U.S. of A. And for her to say that was great, that blew me away. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously crazy because that was like, I don't know what Iraq is. <laughs> that's that's weird. And then lost four more teeth. <laughs> lost four more teeth, and a lot of his friends from Chino in go, Iraq. Go to a dentist, dude. Oh yeah, all of Chino went to Iraq. A lot of Chino went to Iraq. A helicopter just lifted the city up and <laughs> took it over. I guess we're fighting, boys. Uh, and then they they also like. He does that like nice little slouch, and you're like, "Oh, that's your flirting slouch." Just half half off the bench. All right. I uh, I mean, it's a special occasion. I guess it's time to whip out this slouch instead of my normal <laughs> or my kung fu slouch. Uh, we do have to take a break. When we come back, we'll cover all of the awards. Yo, want to talk to us? <laughs> wow. I was just gonna mention that maybe. That we don't do a bit right now, just get to the commercial, and you start off talking like that. What's the bit? I don't, I'm gonna say, no, oh, I was gonna say, don't, let's not do a bit, just get to the commercial. No, give me a bit. Let's do a bit. Okay, well, my suggestion was. Give gonna, a bit, get a bit. My suggestion was gonna be, uh, what if you read the commercials like a clown who just got his foot ran over, but that is what you did, and it was awful. You wanna talk to us? I hate this new character. <laughs> At your pop filter on Twitter, super easy. 1562 DRDJPOP. That's a robot associate. And so I have no job here. I just came in here to listen to <laughs> you do that Tell voice. Them I need eyes to look at. I can't talk without eyes. Oh, man. Ryan, what about DJ Pop? What's that? What's DJ Pop all about? He's a, he's a robot, and he takes messages for us. You can call him and tell us how we're doing. Maybe not uh, how we're doing it with commercials. One of his hands is a... 
It's a clown. And if his other hand is a... It's a robot hand. And Racist. finally, you can email us if you want to get a little old school. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's it! Ryan, what is your magical, musical moment of the evening? Well, I feel like this is kind of an obvious one, but uh, do the killers set the record, at least so far, of three songs in one episode? I think so. That's a lot of songs. The Walkman, I think, played one song. It all sounded the same to me. But this was a lot of songs. But I think Smile Like You Mean It started to get shot like a music video. Mm -hmm. They were zooming on drumsticks, zooming on the jangly guitars, him dancing with the microphone. That is my specific one, if one must choose. This bothers me. What? Three songs? I don't want to watch a band lip sync to the song I don't really like. Uh Uh-huh. And it always strikes me as uh, not enough story to make an episode out. Why do we have to like cut, uh, cut a bunch of times to watch this band lip sync to their own song? Uh, be contracts. Yeah. Monies. Boosting the bands. I mean, before this episode, Killers probably weren't as big as they were after this episode. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of pull that the OC had back then. The but OC bump. Now, I know how I feel about both the band and the show, and I don't want to watch it. More of the kids. Mm-hmm. Do you have an orange couture? Uh, my honorable mention is whatever the fuck Marissa's uh, noopsie golf costume is. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the newsy hat with a bow on it and weird vest shit. And Dave uh, T mentioned this as well. He says, uh, what the fuck up was with Marissa's outfit? Is she auditioning for the newsies? I know that shit's probably your jam, Mike, but you have to admit that for a show that wants to be a trendsetter, it seemed like it's actively avoiding setting trends. <laughs> like The last thing we want to do is set trends. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it looked like she wanted to sell uh, papes about golf clubs uh-huh. to golfers who sell papes. But that is your honorable mention? That's my honorable mention. Uh, I have to give it up to uh, the very extremely 2004 or 5, uh, what'd you say, Brandon Flowers, mm-hmm. uh, who has the thing, uh, dad shirt, tucked into dad pants, and then the hairdo that's like, I'm going to put some product in it, I'm just going to mash. I'm going to mash the hair all over my all head. all night mash. It's not bed head, it's not hat head, it's just like... It's obviously bad. Uh-huh. Like it's purposefully bad. The Jeff Winger. I hate it. Because <laughs> you know him. you spent an hour doing it. Yeah. Because you could never get it there, and you tried so hard. I did try so hard. All the mashing. <laughs> it's why they kicked me out of the band. Uh, mine, if I have to choose another one, is that uh, that giant half-colored pomp on Olivia Wilde's head. God damn. It is. It's plastic. There's no way that's real hair. It's crazy. It's so tall. Do you have a comics connection? My comics connection is Zach. Is it the same one, right, Mike? Zach. Uh, Zach played Zach in the last episode of The O.C. Yeah. And there's a comic book about that. There was a comic book. He also played one Jimmy the James Olsen in Batman versus Superman versus Dawn versus Justice. Do you remember watching Dawn versus Justice in theaters and recognizing Zach? No. Because this, uh, all of the, like, no, I, I don't recollect any of this. And only in the end credits did it say James Olsen. At no point in that one scene when he died did they say that was Jimmy Olsen. It's I a guess. bad movie. Good job, Zach. Good job, Zach. They didn't hire Luke to be Jimmy Olsen, so I guess that's a bonus. That I mean, people would be angry. This is not what the comics are like. What if it was Batman versus Superman versus Luke from the OC? And the three of them fought. And they all just scream Martha and pump <laughs> and win that water polo game. Fucking horrid. For the amount of talk of water polo in the show, I'm upset we never get to see just a killer game. Mm-hmm. It's, Sorry, the killers? It's a ferocious, bloodthirsty game. Water polo? So much treading water. So much horses drowning. So much. All the horses are drowning. And that's it. That's it for the Kids Awards. Do you have any final words? Yes. Um, fuck the killers.
No, this was a good episode. It was a good episode. Uh, I think that uh, we were unsure before this episode if we were going to go with the eight mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. And now I think that we know for sure that we're going to see what happens with these eight instead of these four. Yeah, all these new wacky adventures that could go on. And I'm not sure that if like uh, DJ and Lindsay are going to go exploring mm-hmm. on an uh, archaeological trip. Like It's not eight in like that we can have any combination. Right. But we do have eight characters that are going to get their hearts broken. And at least new people to screw. Like, there's no way... Summer and Seth and Marissa and Ryan ever stop fighting about not fighting and how they shouldn't be fighting anymore. Once a Fantastic Four is established, you can't unestablish. Sorry, She-Hulk. I know you're everybody's friend and you're on the team for a few episodes, but get out of here. But you can't come to the mall when we sleep at the mall this all night. This is our mall episode. We are a family. The first family. Thank you to the Hall of Phonics. Thank you to Ryan. Thank you to all you listeners out there. Next week... The winter dance is near, and a Ryan Lindsay hookup is off, on, off, on, off, like a light switch. There's no way that the show just calls the winter dance the winter dance. But all will be smoothed over by the time the big Newport social event. Who knows if that's the winter dance or not? Or not. Plus, Caleb's secret is revealed. Until then, stay gay, dads, and get me those Green Lantern JPEGs, Late Rose. California! California!